0: Welcome to In the Stacks, brought to you by the Lewistown Public Library in Lewistown, Montana, a podcast about the wide and wild world of libraries. All right, here we are.
1: Yes, here we are.
0: We are, uh, it is April 25th, so we're getting in just under the wire for National Poetry Month.
1: Yes. Read a lot of good poems this year. I have only read one book of poems this year. Yeah? Well, would you like to start us off? What'd you read? I read Leonard Cohen's The Flame, which was his last work of poetry, lyrics, drawings, notebooks before he passed away. Oh wow. And so there is a fair amount of reflection on life in this. Understandably uh, so. But then there are also just silly poems and uh, I don't know, it's very on brand for Leonard Cohen, but sweet. It's some of it's some of it's really good.
0: Yay. Okay, let's hear it.
1: Okay. I'll read a short one first. No, I'll read a medium one first. This one's called Kanye West is not Picasso. <laughs> oh,
0: I'm I'm into this already.
1: <laughs> Kanye West is not Picasso. I am Picasso. Kanye West is not Edison. I am Edison. I am Tesla. Jay-Z is not the Dylan of anything. I am the Dylan of anything. I am the Kanye West of Kanye West, the Kanye West of the great bogus shift of B.S. culture from one boutique to another. I am Tesla. I am his coil, the coil that made electricity soft as a bed. I am the Kanye West Kanye West thinks he is when he shoves your ass off the stage. I am the real Kanye West. I don't get around much anymore. I never have. I only come alive after a war, and we have not had it yet.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I love that. <laughs> uh, There's so much subtext to those, uh, like pop culture references. I,
1: I see. I'm totally okay with him throwing Kanye under the bus. Because, oh yes, yeah. and I think this was even written. Kind of before Kanye went bonkers. Yeah, I do like Jay Z, so I was kind yeah. of bummed that he he threw Jay Z under the bus a little bit too. There, yeah, I kind of <laughs> thought after like he
0: he was gonna go on a roll and like start naming all these other people yeah, too. Yeah. But
1: so there's a little bit of like maybe like uh, antagonism towards hip hop culture, perhaps or. Ooh yeah. But but other than that, I think it's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, Kanye asks for it. <laughs> he does truly yes that was great though
1: <laughs> it's very interesting
0: do you want to do another one or should i should go for I it go, go for okay. it
1: yeah you got a bunch oh my god i do have a bunch <laughs> i kind of
0: went crazy um let's see we'll start with this one because you and i both talked about oh, this yes. collection love Paige lewis. um space struck by Paige lewis who i had never heard of until i just like saw this sitting on display at the library mm, yeah um, do you have like any connection to this,
1: I, this poet? I am a total, uh, uh, vlog brothers, nerd, I uh, love John Green and the Green brothers. Um, yes. Uh, education shows all the time. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyways. So, uh, her and, um, I believe it was John. Yeah. Not Hank, uh, set up a poetry, um, Program I had, I don't know they were they mm-hmm. they showcase different poem yeah poet, poet poets uh, uh, and it's really interesting and so that's kind of what I knew of her uh, before but yeah. um I I never really had heard many of her poems and that just the style of her it's kind of maybe like slightly. Um, I don't know, it, it, it brings together a lot of things that I'm interested in, space, yeah. and, but also just like brings the cosmic to the mundane in a way that is very beautiful. <laughs> yes, I, I love this collection.
0: I think I'll read this one. It is called Golden Record. We know nothing about your bodies, but we want to teach you ours. We aren't weak. Our skeletons are built to stand even when certain parts break or go missing and while most of us are born with collarbones there are some who aren't in the 80s they made a living rescuing children from wells on this planet you have to be useful to be kept around our interests include improving the aesthetic appeal of practical tools cat-eared umbrellas musical toilets red bridges Our main turnoff is nature, though we find ways around it. For instance, with the right mix of chemicals and a lot of patience, we can change a chicken egg into a single-use camera. How advanced are you? We're not looking to move backward. Even our primal yelps crawl up the throat and out the mouth, and we're known to be flexible in tight situations. We're known to be honest when desperate, and honestly, we're right here if you like what you see. Yeah. I, I love I love bones. So I always like a little uh, skeleton reference. (laughs) Yeah, that's just an interesting one.
1: That's like she's commenting on so many heavy, deep things, but like, in like kind of this tongue-in-cheek way. That's really oh yeah. Like I don't know, it's just great. (laughs) Yeah, it
0: was funny because when I read this poem, I had just listened to a podcast about. Baby Jessica mm. that they, like, rescued out of the well mm. <laughs> that was, like, this big, like, sensation on the news. Um, I actually think it was in the 90s and not the 80s. But um, then I, like, read that line in the 80s. They made a living rescuing children from wells. <laughs> and it just felt like an interesting uh, interesting moment of, uh, like, I just heard that yeah. in the world and, and read about it, so... Yeah, so that's that one. Right on. Would you like to share another Leonard Cohen jam?
1: I'll do a a really short one now. Okay. This is, I I like really short poems. Uh, One of my favorite poems of all time is uh, Ogden Nash's Fleas, which the poem goes, Adam Adam." (laughs) Haddam. Love it. Um, I just, I think they're fun. Uh, But this one is a little bit more, uh, I don't know, this one I feel like uh, Leonard is kind of being very moody. Uh, (laughs) What? No way! (laughs) (laughs) Like to a degree, that's kind of like (laughs) even more cynical than usual, perhaps. (laughs) I don't know. Um, This one's called Watching the Nature Channel. And it's, the boredom of God is heartbreaking. Fiddle, fiddle, fiddle. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, it's you know almost, what I did? It's almost like a haiku, I guess. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so I had some classes in a couple weeks ago into the library, and we read a bunch of poetry and talked about it. And we read this uh, Basho
1: mm. poem
0: that was like three lines really short about a frog. And I asked them, okay, guys, if you had to add a line to the end of this poem, mm-hmm what would it be? Mm. So if you had to add a line, put you on the spot a little bit. Oh, t- wow. If you had to add a line to the end of that poem, <laughs> what would you say?
1: Fiddle... Uh, this, uh, oh, man. Ooh. Uh, or the beginning. Or the beginning. Or between
0: any of them, if you just had to uh, add a line somewhere, I guess.
1: I would add something like... Like uh, And then I turn the TV off or something at the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, just. Then I
0: smash my TV with nice. a baseball bat.
1: <laughs> or then I change the channel, perhaps. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I like that.
0: Good note of finality. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have a couple collections that Dave Casario gave to me mm. when he was here and did a program last year. God, that was last summer.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, He's a poet and teacher and performance artist from Billings. And he does a lot of work with kids and teaching kids to write poetry. Um, And so these collections that he gave me were all poems that the students he worked with, worked with, put together. And they're incredible. Like, kids blow my mind with how smart they are, truly. Um,
1: Unfiltered, perhaps? Oh yeah, I've got (laughs) so many.
0: Okay, ooh, actually I'll start with this one. So this is from the Bardic Bees of Bench Elementary present Poems from Milton Street, Mm. volume five. Mm -hmm. And this poem is by Lily S. And it is called My Mind is Made of Cheese. My mind is made of cheese. Then my mind is the moon. The moon is made from rock. So then is my mind rock? Do I live under a rock? I don't think so because I'm smart, but probably not because I'm weird. So my mind is made from cheese. (laughs) Thanks, Lily. That was great. And then I have one more. Uh, From a different book called I Am Montana, Student Reflections on Identity and Place. Mm. Um, And some of these came from the different classrooms around Billings. And some came from the Free Verse Project, which is um, a program where poets go into juvenile detention centers and work with those kids to write poetry. And some of them are very, very heavy. Mm. It's clear they're dealing with quite a bit. But one that struck me is, again, another really short one. It is Untitled um, by a poet that just goes by S. As a blue jay arrived, the world lost another soul. The blue jay split the grief with me. Heavy. Mm, Yeah. But... Um, yeah, lots of brilliant stuff by some brilliant kids in those little books. It's,
1: it's, it's always interesting when a really short poem is really heavy, because it just leaves like oh, yeah. almost like just the weight of like something really like massive. <laughs> yeah. And like
0: every word is so carefully mm-hmm. chosen mm. and loaded.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Do we have some more Leonard Cohen?
1: Uh, I will read one more, maybe? Okay. Let's see. Oh, this this is an interesting one, because I feel like it kind of reflects on his life. Uh, it's kind of a very... It's interesting he how he looks at how his career was as a... He was not only a musician, but a poet and a writer and did all these other things, but I think he has a a good perspective on it in this poem, or an interesting perspective. It's called On Rare Occasions. On rare occasions, the power was given me to send waves of emotion through the world. These were impersonal events over which I had no control. I climbed on the outdoor stage as the sun was going down behind the tower of Toledo, and the people did not let me go until the middle of the night. All of us the musicians the audience were dissolved in gratitude there was nothing but the starry darkness the smell of fresh cut hay and a hand of wind caressing every single forehead i don't even remember the music a wide unison whispering arouse which i didn't understand when i left the stage i asked the promoter what they were saying they said they were chanting To re-row, to re-row. A young woman drove me back to the hotel, a flower of the race. All the windows were rolled down. It was a ride free from error. I could not feel the road or the pool of destination. We didn't speak, and there was no question of her entering the lobby or climbing to to my room. Only recently, I remembered that drive of long ago, and since then, I need to be weightless but I never am. Hmm.
0: You know what I liked about that is that like, uh, it took the power dynamic out of like, here's a performer, here's an audience and like brought them down to the same level and like, you know, made it this communal experience, like an equal effort on both, you know, behalf of the performer and the audience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cohen is vaguely Buddhist in his philosophy, oh, and I can so see that. you get kind of a, like, we are all creating the moment kind of vibe from it, um, which is is interesting. Uh, and a lot of this too, he reflects on his, him kind of being like this weird ladies man, and kind <laughs> of having like weird guilt about it. But then at the same time, kind of celebrating his relationships i don't know it's it's a very he's a very complicated person <laughs> but um yeah i just liked because i've i've seen a concert of him where he couldn't play until super late at night and but everyone was still waiting for him to play and yeah was like just eating up every single word and it was this beautiful thing where he played into the morning and uh I feel like that's what this poem is about even though I have no idea if that's true yeah uh, so I just it's interesting to get that glimpse of how he may have felt in that moment too
0: yeah and it's like that whole kind of night that he describes it could be like a specific night or it could be like any night exactly for him.
1: yeah it could so that's it really interesting could. Too. yeah
0: cool <laughs> Okay, Um, I got into Mary Oliver a little bit this year. Mm. We have a lot of Mary Oliver here at the Mm. library. Um, Okay, I will read, I'll read this one. This is from her collection called Blue Horses. Has a lovely painting of some blue horses on the cover. Mm. And this is called Crazy, no it's not. This is called Little Crazy Love Song. I don't want eventual, I want soon. It's 5 a.m., it's noon. It's dusk falling to dark. I listen to music. I eat up a few wild poems while time creeps along as though it's got all day. This is what I have. The dull hangover of waiting, the blush of my heart on the damp grass, the flower-faced moon. A gull broods on the shore where a moment ago there were two softly my right hand fondles my left hand as though it were you it's so lonely Mm. Mm -hmm. she has a lot of like i mean a duh if you read any mary oliver but she's so like naturey lots of animals Mm -hmm. lots of landscapes i almost i got through this one and i was almost like oh she's not even going to talk about an animal but then of course the (laughs) gull broods on the shore she got it in there.
1: What it? What's that cover? Oh, yeah.
0: Blue Horses. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think there was like a weird art movement maybe in Germany where there was like a bunch of people that drew blue horses. Oh, no way. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. I think there might. I could be wrong. I think there was a poem in here titled Blue Horses or it was mm. about the blue horses or something, but um, I could be wrong, too. I don't remember off the top of my head, but... That's that one. Intriguing. How many more do you have?
1: I'm going to, I'll read one more.
0: Okay, perfect.
1: And it's a real short one, but I think it, it kind of, it feels like it's <coughs> like a good uh, descriptor of, it in a we- weird way, it sums them up. And the poem is called What I Do. <laughs> it's not that I like to live in a hotel in a place like India and write about G-D and run after women. It seems to be what I do. (laughs) (laughs) And like, there's, there's, there's like kind of thing again, where it's like, it's not, it's almost like he's like relinquishing his, like, it's just like he's watching himself be. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like an out of body experience, (laughs) out of body Leonard Cohen. Oh, that's funny. That'd be
0: a great one to do as like a, like sometimes with my writer's groups, I'll like give them a poem to kind of imitate mm. or to like take one line and like make their own, their own version of it. That would be a good one to do that with.
1: Yeah.
0: I oh, that was fun. <laughs> um, I have two left. All right. And I'll just read them both. Um, I also got into, and I'm, I am probably saying her name wrong. Kate Bayer. Baer. Mm,
1: okay. That's a cool cover.
0: B-A-E-R. Um,
1: Listeners, you'll have to look her up.
0: You will have to look her up. Uh, I think we have this collection on the Montana Library to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wrote a book called And Yet. And I just found it, you know, at the right time in my life when I needed these little poems. Mm. Um, and the one I'm going to read is called Sad Olympics. To deal with my depression, I buy a new air fryer, a pink diffuser, a junior spider plant. I don't want to be so brokenhearted, yet sorrow walks into every room, bangs on the piano. Give me liberty, but hold the death. There is only so much you can outrun. She also has one. Might have to delete this part, but she has one called Personal Detention. And it's just the line... I can't fix men with poems and it repeats that eight times. And then the last line is I can't fix men. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes, that's definitely staying in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, I also
0: like to toot my own horn because I I like to write poetry too. Mm. And uh, for, there's a whole backstory to this. I'm just going to do it. So my family always does a secret Santa every year Mm -hmm. because I have a very big family. Mm. Um, But the rule is it has to be a thing that you have made yourself.
1: Oh, okay.
0: The gift. And so I had my aunt this year and she was like, you write. I want you to write me something. Mm. And so I put together this little book of stories and poems about these cherry trees that have been in our family for at least five generations wow. that we know of um, in different places all over Montana that my family has like inhabited. And for the chapter about Billings, Montana, where I grew up, um, we had cherry trees in our backyard. And my backyard was just like Such a quintessential part of my childhood. Mm, So this little poem is all about the cherry trees in the backyard. All right. And it's just called Billings, Montana. Seedlings rested, landed in Billings and grew into cherry trees all in a row. They were different here, not sweeping bushes, but lollipop trees. The cherries were never quite as plump, never got quite as ripe. Perpetually sour, disappointingly, surprisingly tough just one part of an oft-neglected garden, thankfully hardy and self-sufficient. The birds plucked at them and the deer stripped the branches, getting drunk and greedy off their fruit. So we hung CDs from their limbs and watched them spin and glint in the wind and believed they scared off all the creatures until we saw that mountain lion climbing out of the ditch. Those summer nights stretched endlessly, cotton candy sunsets and funnel clouds on the horizon. We rode bikes barefoot until we crashed, licked blood from fat lips and rode again. We lived off popsicles and drinks from the hose and sour cherries we snuck, chewing on pits, making our bellies howl. Our wild limbs, our wild screams, our cherry stained mouths, our grass stained knees, rushing inside only at the whine of a tornado siren or the thrash of hail or yet another popsicle all hail the deep summer sleep of children
1: Mm. yeah nice
0: yeah thank you (laughs) um cool great poems
1: right on good poems
0: uh everyone read poems yes for national poetry month and all other times All right, Alyssa, we had so much fun reading poetry last year that we got to do it again. Yes.
2: Yes, we do. I'm nodding, but people can't see that. So yes. Yes. Yes.
0: yes. Affirmative. Very excited. So what do you poetry. have to share for uh, National Poetry Month?
2: So I don't think I did this one last year, but I might no, I don't, have. I, don't I think probably should have checked. It's um, one of my favorite poems. It's an Allen Ginsberg poem, and it's called A Supermarket in California. So I'm going to jump right in. It is from 1955. What thoughts I have of you tonight, Walt Whitman, for I walked down the side streets under the trees with a headache, self-conscious looking at the full moon. In my hungry fatigue and shopping for images, I went into the neon fruit supermarket, dreaming of your enumerations. What peaches and what penumbras, whole families shopping at night, aisles full of husbands, wives (laughs) in the avocados, babies in the tomatoes, and you, Garcia Lorca, what were you doing down by the watermelons? I saw you, Walt Whitman, childless, lonely old grubber, poking among the meats in the refrigerator and eyeing the grocery boys. I heard you asking questions of each. Who killed the pork chops? What price bananas? Are you my angel? I wandered in and out of the brilliant stacks of cans following you, and followed in my imagination by the store detective. We strode down the open corridors together in our solitary fancy, tasting artichokes, possessing every frozen delicacy, and never passing the cashier. Where are we going, Walt Whitman? The door is closed in an hour. Which way does your beard point tonight? (laughs) I touch your book and dream of our odyssey in the supermarket and feel absurd. Will we walk all night through solitary streets? The trees add shade to shade, lights out in the houses. We'll both be lonely. Will we stroll dreaming of the lost America of love past blue automobiles and driveways, home to our silent cottage? Ah, dear father, graybeard, lonely old courage teacher, what America did you have when Karen quit pulling his ferry and you got out on a smoking bank and stood watching the boat disappear on the black waters of Lethe? And that's it. Ooh. So forgive
0: my reading, but um, yeah. you know what? That made me like see. In my mind's eye. Have Mm -hmm. you ever heard of um, Omega Mart or Meow Wolf, that like big art installation? There's a couple around the country, but Omega Mart is in Vegas and it's this like enormous like art installation, I guess you would call it, but it's a grocery store or looks like a grocery store and it's just like got all this wacky like stuff. It, and it's like kind of unsettling and creepy a little bit, uh, but very much recognizable. It's a grocery store, and I immediately was seeing that when when you were reading this. You're so smart. I did not know about that at all. Oh, we you should, should Google yeah. it.
2: It's it's neat. Oh, absolutely. I love that it's such like an imagery based poem.
0: Oh, for sure. And it's something that's still like the wives and the avocados, the babies <laughs> and the tomatoes. <laughs>
2: And it's something you can still I mean, it's from over fifty years ago, yeah. and you can still see walking into a supermarket and what mm-hmm. that
0: what that kind of looks like. Um, I think we talked about when we did this last year about like settings, how rich certain settings can be, and like a grocery store is such yeah. a great example.
2: I have another setting, ooh, yeah, for my other poem, and then I just have two this time. but um this is one that. I've had up in my office for a while, so you probably know it already. Yes. I see it. It's right there. There it is. Um, when they were launching the James Webb Space Telescope, they did a whole series of, like, art and poetry and everything about the telescope. Oh, neat. So this is this is a poem about a telescope set in space, a very different setting. Nice. But, um, it's called Three-Body Problem by Hannah Larrabee. At the very start, there's some information about the telescope, um, The James Webb Space Telescope will orbit in the Lagrange 2 L2 position incorporating what is known as the three-body problem of gravity. And here's the poem. I never wanted to be the third body in motion. I only wanted to disappear with you, into the spoon of the earth, some exact distance from the sun. They say there is balance here if our eyes can adjust, and you might think it all through in careful mathematics, but it is no one's fault. If this is what you love. Mm. So that's cool. It's short. It's sweet. It hangs in my office. I love, like, that combination of technology and poetry and inspiration
0: that way. Like, I love uh, the way that the concept of love, like, transcends science. Well, and
2: it's, like, making that setting intelligible, right? Uh Uh-huh way out in space but you still have this tension and you can understand it because like you're saying like we've all kind of experienced this yeah third, third body in motion problem what is
0: the three body problem
1: so like, actually
0: <laughs> like that concept what what does that mean do you know
2: the three body problem is something that i would have to look into more to provide like a coherent explanation but yeah. it's right now also the title of a really popular science fiction series yeah Yeah. that's where i've heard of it and it's the same mathematical problem it's modeling three bodies in motion together and how they influence one another oh i think kind of like gravitationally you know so you can predict where they're at by how they start moving um and it's one that you can find I think. I think. I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> we should probably link something in the notes as like an actual <laughs> explanation. We can do that. But it hasn't been solved. There's not like a general solution, so you yeah. can find specific instances where it works. Hmm. It's where you can model three bodies in motion, but there's not like a, a general, three specific bodies in motion. Um, yeah. But there's not a complete formula for, for doing that with any three bodies in motion, which is... The subject of the sci-fi book, which we have in the collection. You should you should come read it. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Huh.
2: So that's what I
0: have. I love it. Yeah.
2: Well, Good thank stuff. you for doing this yeah. again. Thank you. About poetry Month.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. We're getting in right under the wire. Yes. Last, last couple of days of the month. So oh, okay. everybody read some poetry. Well, you can. I mean, you can all the time. <laughs> but this is just a very appropriate time to do it. Okay, bye. In the Stacks is produced by the staff at the Lewistown Public Library in Lewistown, Montana. Subscribe to In the Stacks on Spotify, Google, and all other major podcast platforms. Follow us at LPL Graham on Instagram or Lewistown Public Library on Facebook for the latest updates on library happenings, including the podcast. If you have an idea for an episode or a topic you would like us to explore, Email us at Lewistown Public Library at gmail.com. Thank you for supporting the library.